Welcome to Let's Swipe Online Dating Stories. Um, hey everybody, welcome back to Let's Swipe. I am Amanda and I am joined by my brilliant co-host Erica. Hey guys. <laughs> um, and tonight we are happy again to have Amy joining us. Hello Hi, Amy. everyone. And we also have a special guest, Tim. He's going to be joining us tonight to talk about his experiences with COVID and dating and dating while being a dad. So welcome, Tim. Hi, everybody. Nice to join you. All right, Amy, you want to take us away with some questions? I did. So this is a very special uh, courtroom dating episode of Let's Swipe because our (laughs) friend Tim is also, I I always called him the... uh, the litigator, Mr. Lawyer. Um, I know when, okay, well, this is the part where I will confess to our dear listeners that Tim is actually my recent most ex, so I'm very gracious to him for coming on tonight. Um, By prior mutual agreement, we have decided not to rip each other apart too badly. So (laughs) there, there could be some jokes here. So everybody batten down the hatches and get ready. So, we're going to keep it all above the belt. Yes, above the belt is fine. We're 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 in a, we're okay with that. So I know when we were dating, um, you had. Well, I guess I should first ask if if you are even attempting to date right now during the pandemic. We've we've sort of had our our little offs and ons and. I know I'm sort of taking a break right now. I can't speak for Amanda or Erica, but um, we've we've spoke about it on other podcasts that there's just, it's like, well, if you are meeting some, if you are talking to someone, how do you know when it's time to meet? Um, you know, it, it's, there, there's a lot more on the line now whenever you decide to meet someone and having kids adds an, a whole nother element to that. So as, as I was about to say before I went off topic a little bit, um, when you and I were dating, you had the most insane schedule and you had hobbies and you had work and you had your kids and how you even managed to find time to date then was sort of amazing. So I don't know what that would be like for you now, because I know that you probably still have an insane schedule. So, Well, yes, uh, I work in the legal field. I have a family that I have. I have my kids 50% of the time, and uh, I do have a lot of things that I do. I, I teach martial arts. I take martial arts. So I have a very busy lifestyle. Um I have avoided most of the COVID concerns because I've had a pretty good relationship pre-COVID for a little bit. So I'm, I'm, I'm removed a little bit from some of those concerns. But, um, and, and Amy may know this, but I, I spend a lot of time on Reddit, on the, on the uh, subreddits for dating like Tinder and Bumble and uh, OkCupid in particular. And so I, I get to talk to other people who are still dating and who are still trying to figure out how to make virtual dates work and those concerns we're talking about with exposure and, you know, especially with people that are on the dating websites for different reasons, right? Some people are on there for a long-term relationship. Some people are just on there for a good time. And, if, and the you know, the transactional cost for, for a hookup goes up highly when someone could be contagious with not just something more intimate, but also just breathing on you could cause a big problem, right? Yeah. 
and parents, single parents especially, have kind of an uphill battle in dating, right? Um, you have children to schedule around. You have to deal with babysitters. So that's an additional cost, you know, fiscally, on top of the scheduling and all of that. Presumably, you have the parents, the other parent in the life, and that person may or may not be an ex. They may or may not be somebody who you don't want to uh, have involved in that aspect of your life, and so you may not. Uh, you may be low-key about who you're dating or your dating life out of respect for the other person. Lots of complications for that. And frankly, a lot of, of, of men and women don't want to date a parent, right? They don't want to deal with the uh, cancellations, having to schedule a few weeks ahead of time, having to deal with all the things that come with that. And a lot of people, even if they're kind of okay with kids, they feel like, and, and I've gotten this from some of my single friends and some of the, the Redditors I've talked to, they kind of feel like they're wondering if they're interviewing to be a step parent or something too, and that carries a lot of, of heaviness that most people who are just looking for on a first or second date to have a good time and mesh with somebody that may make them pass on somebody they might otherwise have considered because they're worried about that kind of thing. You know, yeah. I will I will confess that as our we only what if we date like six months I think about that yeah. I, mean, I never met your kids, which I'm kind of grateful for because that was exactly what I was thinking at the time. It's like, okay, well, at what point do I have to really seriously start thinking about, you know, there's there's more than one person involved in this, and this is a really serious step. So that was one one thing I'm glad that you did not introduce me to because where our relationship just never got to that point, but definitely feeling that from the, I'm a single person and have, don't have kids. And you were the first person I ever dated that had kids. So. Well, thanks for jumping over that hurdle for me. <laughs> uh, in six months is kind of, in my mind, that's the point at which you really have to start thinking about those kinds of things. You might be, have a short-term relationship of a few weeks, and you're, you realize it's not going to mesh. And particularly with young children, if, if your children are, if you're an empty nester, if your children are, are adults and they are more familiar with the idea of dating, or you know, you were you've been long separated from your significant other, there's less of a, a concern for the emotional burden on the kids of meeting new people. And seeing their, you know, their their parent in a different kind of relationship than they may have had before, but typically, I think six months is the earliest that you got that you really have to start asking yourself, uh, when is it time for them to meet? Now, before that six month mark, you're certainly thinking about what kind of person am I dating? Is this someone that I want my kids to be around? Is but that's something, I mean, the kind of people that I like are going to be the kind of people I want around my kids. So that's not really a hard a hard additional hurdle to get over, but it's certainly a consideration for everybody involved. And, you know, we talked earlier about the scheduling difficulties for a single parent. A lot of single parents don't want to date other single parents because they have all that scheduling issue doubled. And then you've got to worry about bringing in two different sets of kids or families in together. And so it's not just, are they okay with this person? Are they okay with this person's kids? Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, I never even thought about that. So it's almost funny because a lot of single parents also don't want to date single parents because <laughs> those extra things. I mean, uh, I've had a date. I, I, I met with someone, matched, had good rapport. It actually took us uh, 
40 days before we could actually make a date work. They had to cancel once. I had to cancel <laughs> once for kid things. Had a good time. Had a few fun dates. They're a great person. We're not a good fit. Um, but yeah, if anybody else, particularly on a more fast-moving app, I think like Tinder versus an OkCupid or Bumble maybe, a lot of people are going to nope out if it doesn't happen within a week or two. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I feel like Tinder, just for my limited experience on Tinder, it's, it is very fast moving. You know, it's like, we're here to, to like meet quickly. There's not really a lot of exchange of conversation. Whereas on, okay, Cupid, it really lends itself for people to like delve in. So then you can kind of get past that. Well, I have to cancel because of my schedule and now you have to cancel. Whereas, yeah, but that would still be hard. Like 40 days is, I think that's a long time. I mean, non-COVID times for me, that would be a long time to go before actually meeting somebody that I met online. Well, yeah, and and with COVID, it's a whole different ballgame now. Uh, a single person who is kind of a hermit life lives amongst you know lives by themselves or with one or two others. They have less of an investment in if if they meet one more person who's also living a similar lifestyle. They're running far less risk than someone who's got to be around. Uh, kids, caregivers, elderly relatives, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it really is uh, a lot of people are having to adapt to the idea of virtual dates, uh, socially distanced gatherings in person when you can, and that kind of thing. It's very interesting to see how people try to cope with that. Um, and uh, I think men are having to step up their game a little bit because it's not enough to have a cute pickup line and, and look good, but you know, start writing, start writing poetry and sonnets now. You gotta, you gotta keep a relationship or a conversation going more than a few minutes, unless well, someone really... your cute pickup word, your cute pickup line worked on me. Oh, what was day. it? So, and Amy told part of the story on an earlier podcast episode, I believe. But uh, we had um, had good rapport for a, it was probably a couple of weeks. We decided to meet um, and had breakfast at the Egg. And we both agreed to bring our stupidest pickup line, our worst pickup line ever. We both brought the same one. I didn't and, know that was you. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was, that was Tim. Me. She wasn't sure if that would come up later on or not, but <laughs> the one where you yeah. lick the other person's, uh, or lick your finger, touch your shirt, and say we're gonna get you out of those wet clothes. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. our our listeners must, will probably remember this conversation. He said I got the second part of the date wrong. I said we went to a baseball game, but we actually went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. And the the funniest... Oh, it was Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He, I just saw the fingers hold out there. Okay, it was <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So, And um, I'm, I'm trying to... Rem- like, one of the questions we wanted to ask was what made us swipe right on each other? And since we met on OkCupid, this was probably before they were doing the swiping thing. So I know we talked for quite a while and you, it took me a long time to write back to you. And I remember you saying you almost didn't write back because you didn't feel like the interest was there. And I think, I don't remember, I remember liking your profile, but I, it was long enough ago that I can't remember anything specific about it. But you had such a good, like, I remember the conversation because you had such a, a witty diet. And I think my reluctance probably had something to do with that, oh, God, I've never dated anyone with kids before. Mm-hmm. So 
Well, I liked OkCupid better than most of the other platforms because it gave a lot of room to talk and gave you lots of hooks for conversation and, and exactly. a few more facets of somebody other than, you know, a few pictures in 144 characters or whatever Tinder allowed at the time. Um, and this was back when you could kind of message someone without having matched with them yet. I think OkCupid changed that around the beginning of the year so that you can do an yeah. intro, but they won't see it unless they actually look at your profile. Um, I... I do remember that you uh, you had mentioned fencing somewhere in your um, profile, and that was something, of course, I've got a lot of interest in. And uh, you mentioned ballet or dance, and I, I, I think I opened with something along the lines of, you know ballet still first position from fencing, right? Or something like that, just something silly to start the conversation. Yeah, and I, I do have to give Tim credit because he actually went to a ballet class with me one time. I, I took him to a ballet class, and he didn't... You know, he tried. I will say he tried, and he is one of the most flexible dudes I know, so he did pretty good on the flexibility part. Um, well, I feel like there's often overlap between, like, ballet and martial oh, arts, right? Totally, and, totally. And, like, move, move, movement and things like that. Oh, yeah, and I had started doing yoga at that point, so the, the bar stuff <laughs> wasn't too bad. They didn't let me try the leaps, which was probably better for everyone because someone would have gotten killed in a collision, probably. <laughs> <laughs> But the ladies were very welcoming and pleasant to me, so I did appreciate that. Uh, that was, and that was kind of a time of my life where uh, I just started online dating. I had been married for 15 years. I'd never been in a relationship for any long term outside of that. And here I am in my late 30s, and there's online dating, which wasn't a thing when I was in high school, you know. And so there was just a whole learning curve, and that's that's where the subreddits kind of helped. You could go there and get advice, and people would look at your profile and. And I still do that now. I try to give people advice if they post a profile to review, give them some some thoughts on what we're looking for. But you know, as a as a guy who was kind of out of a long term relationship and didn't really know what he wanted yet, I was trying to say yes to a lot of different things. I was looking for interesting people, looking for people with something other than just a duck face picture, and uh, you know, live, laugh, love, not ironically, or uh, just ask <laughs> those kinds of low energy, low effort profiles that you see tons and tons of. And find people who were not just attractive, but interesting and unique and had something to say. Yeah. How do you feel about the, um, I, I, this is going to be my token question that I ask everybody. How do you feel about the profile that says, have any questions? Just ask. Uh, they think they're too pretty to put any effort in. That's okay. my first impression usually. Um Cool. It also makes me think that a conversation is going to be carried on my back and not on theirs most of the time. If, if there's like a couple of really unique pictures or something like in action that you can work with, maybe. But by and large, I see that I'm, I'm left swiping and moving on to someone who has something to say. But it, it cool. kind of depends on what you're looking for, too. If you're just looking for a quick hookup and you see someone who's got a scantily clad picture and no writing and saying, just ask they're probably looking less for a long-term relationship or an interesting conversation than somebody else might be. <laughs> well, Tim, it's good to, it's good to know that's on the female side because there are, there are some of the, the male gentlemen out there, the male gentlemen, the, ge the gentle folks who are of the male persuasion out there do it just ask. I figured it was like lazy writing, but maybe now I know it's, they're like, there could be something more, it could just be lazy writing or there could be something else that I did not, you know, think yeah, about. So, right. like, just, hey, I'm looking for a hookup kind of. 
that's an interesting thought. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they may not be, but that's sort of the signal you get when someone's all about pictures and showing off their abs or whatever else they're waving in your face. And, and that kind of gives you a sense of, okay, they're not looking for long term, maybe. I mean, it, it's kind of funny. I can see on women's profiles what they're seeing on men's profiles because some of them will put the negative in there, like, not here for casual, not here to be your unicorn, not here for this or that. And it's clearly because they've seen that on the men's side or they've been approached by creepy per people or whatever. And that's always kind of, it's kind of interesting to see the negative side of it from, uh, from what they've got written as well. Yeah. I think we've, we've seen that too. Like, you know, like what I've seen is like no filters, please. Like let please let your eyebrows be real. <laughs> like I thought it was the same <laughs> dude that I saw that twice, but it was actually two different guys. And so I'm like, I should, Go see what's going on out there, <laughs> you know. So. Well, here are some cultural things about men that may not have been mentioned on this podcast before. Guys don't know how to take selfies most of the time. <laughs> Thank you. The I've old, been saying that. Yeah. The older gentlemen have never done it. And when they take pictures, they take pictures when they've hunted or fished for something and they've got a catch. Mm -hmm. so all those profiles about, I don't want to see your dead fish or your dead animal. A lot of guys, particularly country guys, who, who want to show that they're providers, that may be the only selfie pictures they have. Uh, huh. when, I, when I was on the subreddit, uh, I, I actually talked to women about how to take good selfies and good pictures, because clearly you got to know your angles to make it pop or whatever. You never want to be misleading, but there's no harm in, you know, you're advertising a good, you know, you, and you want to put your best foot forward. So there's, you know, without writing that line of... Uh, of uh, de deception or insincerity, you can still show yourself off well by, you know, taking an angle from overhead, good lighting, not wearing loosely fitting clothing, that kind of thing, which most guys wouldn't have had a clue about if they hadn't read or talked to somebody about it. Interesting. I never, I definitely never thought about that. I feel like when I see a, a fishing picture, well, it's interesting because like, I'd be totally fine if I saw somebody like literally fishing, like, oh, hey, I'm just like enjoying a serene moment. Here's my fishing pole. But when I see like the pictures of like, you know, with their their kill, which and again, I mean, I, I eat meat, like I'm not like against people fishing and eating stuff, but it just it's like, really, that's the picture you're choosing. And it makes me think the only hobby you have is is like fishing or hunting. And you're just like obsessed with it, because I feel like a lot of times people who are into those hobbies are really obsessed with them and that's fine, but those are not hobbies that are attractive to me. Like they're not something I, I'm going to want to go do with you. I mean, I'll go fishing with you. I don't need to catch anything, but I'll just be like outside. But so I feel like when I see those pictures, that's what's going through my head. It's like just, Oh, you are a big fisher slash hunter. And there's nothing else going on. So it's good to get your input onto why those pictures might exist. Other reasons why and they might I exist. I never even considered the whole I'm a provider angle before. Yeah. That's not at all. Mind blown moment here. Well, and you think that's limited to men. But let me tell you, in mid-state and south, south side of Missouri, or even southern Indiana, where I'm originally from, there's a fair number of women that have those pictures on four wheelers or holding up a deer or whatever. So it's not it's not limited by gender, but definitely there's a there's a subset of people who want to show off their trophies or that, those are the pictures that they keep around. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely know a lot of women who are into that. And I guess maybe that's also what feeds into my belief that if you're posting those pictures, that's all you're into. Because it seems, it, and from my point of view, the people I know who are into hunting are like really into hunting and yeah, don't do yeah. anything else. <laughs> but. The, I think we have the guest co-host there. Yep, Agatha, she joins sometimes. <laughs> Hey, so Tim, what are some other typical pictures that guys take that maybe we're seeing one thing, but they're trying to represent something else? So, I mean, the provider thing, that's thank you for that because it like, that totally makes sense. But like, what are some other, okay, what, what about the shirtless pics? <laughs> okay, so I'm not excusing mankind for <laughs> that okay. their abs matter. <laughs> or that the Adonis belt is why you should talk to them. But I wasn't a dude, bro, but I have had a personal trainer and I have been to the gym a lot. It takes a lot of work to get there, ladies. You have to diet, you have to do a lot of work, and some of them are proud of that. So while I understand dragging them, if that's if they've got like a dirty bathroom uh, mirror selfie pick, that's all they've got, I drag them all you want, no problem. But even even as a guy who was a nerd growing up and is just you know and is later in life doing this stuff, believe you me, it is hard to get that. So it's okay to appreciate it at least a little bit. <laughs> so did you did you did you have a picture of your abs on your dating site? I, I don't remember. Did, I don't remember this. I did, however, occasionally have a picture of me in wheel pose. Showing that I could be very flexible, showing that I had the discipline to put that in, but uh, it wasn't exact. Like I was wearing normal clothes, it wasn't like it was anything particularly even PG thirteen rated. Just sometimes there's something you can do you're proud of, and it kind of shows off one of your hobbies or talents. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's all. Put my ballet stuff, the yoga. I see that that is way cooler to me because it's like okay. It's showing that you're in good shape and that you have a hobby, but it's not quite as blatant. Like you, you've managed to, if, if people put any kind of thought into it, it's it's not like, oh look, here's my, here's my six pack chiseled abs. It's like, oh look, my six pack chiseled abs allow me to do this really difficult yoga pose because this yeah. is one of my hobbies. It's, right. And you can forgive somebody who's got a shirtless pick because they're playing beach volleyball or exactly. you know, they're competing in a race or something. Like that's that is not the thing you're advertising at that point. And that makes more sense, I think, for everybody. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, we agree. Erica, what were you gonna say? Uh just probably something along the line, say like the gym rat pick, you know. Because again, it could be like, hey, look at my Look at my dedication, like look at my stamina, look at this hard work. Or it could be like, it's hard to know when it's that gym dude who's just like, yeah, he's in the mirror. He's just like, ah, and you're like, really, dude, like, you're the only one who cares about this. Like, good for you. Could you keep it down? Because the rest of us are not really that impressed. So it's kind of going to be, again, I'm thank you for bringing a point where they're like, hey, like this took time and effort ladies like you know it's just like yeah it's what you were saying about like 
showing off being able to do something because you're so fit as opposed to being like, I'm fit, you know. But it's good to it's good to know like some of the rationale behind that. So thank you. Well, and so many things when you see a picture, right? It's a little bit of a Rorschach for you too, depending on where you're coming from. You come in with a certain expectation or experiences, you'll take something away from it that's different from what I might take from it. And since there's a gender divide involved here, and they don't always communicate well across that divide, it's interesting how, as a population, they take different approaches to things. Hmm. So these profile advice that you do like is it for do you do for men and women like how how do some how do like people come and be like hey like can you take a look at this is it people you know is it the people on the subreddits that have seen you post before like who are these folks that are asking you to be like hey what do you think so it it, it depends you can literally go on like the rokcupid subreddit and post profile review and have screenshots or links to your profile and people who have been around for a while will take a look at it. Um, and men and women both do this. I think men more so than women because I think the online dating world is pickier. Uh, maybe that's not the right word. I think women tend to get more messages regardless of what they have up as opposed to men needing to advertise a little bit better sometimes. Um, but sometimes, uh, like if, if there's a, a group of people who, who, are, who regs, they've been around a long time, um, we will post things privately and, and uh, not network. What's the word for it when you throw it back and forth? Um, brainstorm. Yeah, um, you'll brainstorm and say, hey, I like this. Hey, I don't like this. This comes across a little flatter. This picture's not flattering. Of these three pictures, I'd use these three or whatever. And, and if you want to some of like the common wisdom things that people kind of quote, um, one good picture of yourself uh, front and center should be your first picture. No Instagram filters, no group pictures where we have to guess which one you are. Um, that way we at least have a sense of what we're looking at right off the bat. We uh, have him on here for our last podcast when we were talking about photos. Yeah. Uh, you want at least one photo of you in a hobby or something interesting that you're doing. Um, mm. Preferably not the same photo at Machu Picchu every single time or the place in Nashville where there's angel wings on the wall. Like, there are certain cliches. In Chicago, it's that bean thing they have up there. Okay, uh, I've got the bean cliche on my profile. Ah, ah. <laughs> I had the, uh, the um, way back in the day, I had the, uh, shit, now I can't think of what it's called, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. I had the Leaning Tower of Pisa cliche photo for a while, too. After Were you I, holding it up? Yep, I had that one for a while, too. I, I I am guilty of the cliched photos. But it's kind of like, well, I would say that's like, hey, look, I travel, I'm fun, I do interesting stuff, and yeah, I can laugh at myself, too. So I don't mind the cliched photos that much. But as long as it's not all cliched photos... The worst sin is no photos, or the first photo is like an inspirational quote or picture oh, or something along those lines. I just don't even bother swiping anymore. I'd left and move on. Wait, wait, wait. People do that? Oh, yes. yeah. Especially Tinder. Maybe yes. not OKC, but Tinder, um, it'll be 
Can you even do that anymore? I've tried to upload photos, like funny photos that are not of me, and they told, they always kick them back and say this isn't allowed. I don't know. I mean, I've seen seen dogs as their main profile, and and I I instantly swipe left. It's like I love dogs, but if that's your first photo, give me a fucking break. But I've never seen inspirational quotes. Like that's just a new level of ridiculousness well i think because like not a lot of men are gonna post that you know um but i have seen quotes i have seen pictures of places you know and i don't know again if it's somebody who's again tender maybe it's somebody who's not ready to say this is a discreet post but again if you're really looking to get something you're never gonna really get anything quality because nobody can see it or you mm-hmm. at all but there I've, I've run across multiple where there's no picture of the person whatsoever and it's just like i don't know why you're here but good luck with that so okay oh is this a good time to break for sponsor words oh this is the perfect time to take sure. a sponsor break all right have you ever heard about anchor.fm then you need to know this is the easiest way to make a podcast because honestly, this is how we do it. Let me tell you a few things. It's free. Anchor will distribute for you on Spotify, Apple, and various other platforms. You can make money from this, from your actual podcast, your own podcast with no minimum listenership. So if it's just you, if it's your mom, if it's your mom's friends, it's your mom's friend in the basement with you. You can make money. Anchor.fm. Just do it, you guys. It's super easy. Look, they let us do it, right? If they let us do it, they're going to let you do it. It's going to be dope. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And let's hear your stories. Okay? Thanks. Welcome back, everybody. We're here talking to our friend Tim about his experiences and expertise online dating this is like this is eye-opening for me i mean i i used to i remember when i told you that i dated someone who told me he said he i i forgot what it was exactly or where it came from but it was like if women wear matching underwear they didn't or if a woman is wearing matching underwear she didn't you didn't decide you were going to have sex that night tim is the person who told me that too Oh, that was a rather ex- that was a rather explosive um, yes. episode, Tim. Yes, I, I do remember that being hotly debated. Yeah. <laughs> and this is another male-female divide question, right? Uh huh. Obviously, women should should wear whatever they want, and sometimes they want to look cute and wear matching whatever. But my personal experience, my anecdota, if you will. <laughs> is that there was probably a plan ahead of time. <laughs> and in fact, some of the subreddits would often comment that if they wanted to, uh, if they had a plan of waiting before engaging someone uh, physically, that they would sometimes like wear the granny panties on the date because they knew they'd be too embarrassed to disrobe at that point, right? So, <laughs> so. that I, I can agree with. Like if you know you're like, well, I definitely don't want to 
you know, and have sex, but I need to be able to like stop myself. I can totally see a woman doing that, wearing unattractive underwear, like or in which she feels, yeah, or doing something where she would not feel attractive to like put up that barrier. But my whole, my main objection is assuming that if a woman is wearing cute underwear, then that means she's like necessarily planning to get lucky. Cause you can, you can want to wear that underwear without, and it's almost like to me it goes down a dangerous road of well what were you wearing like clothes are not consent good underwear is not consent and so and i know that's not at all what you were saying but i feel like that's a slippery slope especially in our society where so much um slut shaming and so much um she was asking for it kind of culture we have so I do find that to be, no, that's totally valid, you know, and then, but to, uh, and it is, and, but I do love to the credit of our, our, our male friends out there that if things go unexpectedly well, like, you all really don't care about the granny panties. Right. I, I don't know if there's ever been an instant, there may, there may have been, there may have been, but, I think it's probably a rare instance where if you step out of your dress or your pants or whatever, and they see the granny panties, they're like, full stop. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so I feel we should feel liberated to wear our cutest thing if we want to, or not saying we should wear beat up underwear with like cigarette burns on it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, at least be clean and not have a whole lot of, unless they're intentional holes, which is by all, by all means rock on, you know. But, uh, <laughs> Maybe they're your lucky pair. You don't know. That's true. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, I wonder how that would work out. Because, you know, like when girls think about like the dudes in their lucky jersey or the lucky undies or the l- lucky socks. I mean, usually there's some sportsy things related to it. And so one thinks of something that may not be washed because it would be bad for the team if you wash them or whatever, but I guess it'd be like getting lucky undies. Um, I guess the, that, that's true. Again, if they're clean and not like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At some point, oh. not watching them makes them unlucky very quickly. I would <laughs> One of the things we were going to ask Tim is um, we were, we, uh, we actually talked about it on a couple of episodes, how, uh, whether, what was it, whether or not the women, if a woman responds first or if the guy responds first, do you have any sort of uh, feelings on that? Like, if you're more likely to respond to a woman if she reaches out to you first or, you know, is that cool? So I think the behavior you see on websites is partially uh, kind of the, the, the dating economy affects it. Women tend to get more messages than men across the board. And so women are often choosing to respond to people who have already indicated their interest by engaging them and sending a message. As a guy, I've had women message me first, um, but it was the vast minority of the time. Usually I had to at least match them or send a, an interesting message first. And in Bumble, of course, that's reversed because the women have to send the first message. Um, and what I've noticed in the quality of messages, uh, both 
reported on both on the subreddits and uh, those received on Bumble is that men have uh, traditionally they have the burden of, of putting the first foot forward and saying, hey, hi, my name is, you know, or whatever their intro is, right? Uh, preferably not, hey, because that's always round upon as being the worst low effort direct you can send. <laughs> But what I found interesting is that a number of the lady Redditors that I spoke with often said that if they did the chasing, they felt like it, they didn't tend to do as well with that person. Like if they had, and there's a difference between like sending the first message, right? And being the one chasing and pursuing and trying to follow up. If you have to force the conversation, uh, it's not going to go anywhere probably. It's just sort of what I, the, the takeaway I have. Um, and I think men not out of any sort of traditional gender role or anything. I think men just by this, by the scale of economy have to be the ones to send the message because they're not getting bombarded day in and day out the way a lot of women are, particularly if it's a woman who's advertising, looking for a, a casual relationship or not looking for long term or whatever. Those, those ten, kinds of profiles tend to be just completely uh, uh, mailbox bombed by people because that's that's something that's rare to see sometimes on the market. And, you know, there are a lot of guys who are uh, looking for that as opposed to a long-term relationship, particularly, and depending, depending on age too, you know, late 30s, early 40s, a lot more people are are more likely to be relationship-minded, at least. Um, I think of the, the people you talk to in their 20s, that there's not a whole lot of that going on necessarily. So I think for me, because we've talked about this on here, where I am a planner i am like somebody who often is inviting people to do things and i also really hate talking to people online so i get bombarded by terrible messages right like that were clearly nobody looked at my profile and they're just like looked at some pictures and they're like sending me these dumbass messages and because i want to maximize my time online i do tend to to say, well, okay, this person looks like quality, so I'm going to reach out to them. Um, but I do think that there is there is a sense from guys, and I mean, even when things are going well, and I mean, you know, I start seeing somebody, but it's still, I do feel like people get wrapped up in those gender roles, and that, like, it's weird if the woman, and I don't consider what I'm doing being pursuing, I just consider what I'm doing being like, well, are we either we're going to like chat or we're not. Um, and responding, but I do think that there, I do feel like it's a turnoff for a lot of guys for like the, the women to make the first or, you know, first reach out message or like, even if they respond back, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I or just, there is also like an unsureness to it. Like, you know, if, if I'm like, well, let's move this off of, because again, I hate being on the dating site. So I pretty quickly want to move to a different platform. Right. And so it seems like maybe I'm being like, oh my God, I'm so into this guy. We got to keep, and really it's just like, no, it's way easier for me if we're texting rather than me having to log into, okay, keep it. Um, and I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like some gender roles are kind of coming into play with that. So it'd be interesting to know what people on like the sub board say, kind of specific to that. Like, I understand that most guys have to do a lot of message sending, but um, I just wonder, like, how they feel when, when like, the girl is the one sending the, the initial messages. So, and part of it is, uh, it may be what you're looking for, too, right? Um, most, 
you would think feminists would be the ones who would want to send messages more. And, and if they see somebody, you know, it's 21st century, take the step forward too if you want to. Uh, and that's I tend to respond to that pretty positively. But you're right, there are there are a subset of guys that that have this whole chaser chasey thing, mm-hmm. and they get a little bit put off when someone is more assertive or or more willing to take that first step. And I don't think that's the kind of person that that uh, you like necessarily, Amanda, either. So that might be an easy way for you to vet people too, <laughs> well, right? That's that's true. <laughs> that's true. But it is kind it of it's just your traditional gender role person or not, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I'm I am and I'm not. I am in some ways and I'm not in some ways. But yeah, it's like I'm definitely not as far as it goes to like making plans. It's like what the fuck, people? Who cares? <laughs> you want to do something? Decide to do something. It doesn't matter who's. <laughs> doing the asking but well and so there's like the the messaging but then there's the activity planning right if i plan two activities and the other person doesn't uh take any initiative on a third one i kind of feel like there's maybe an inequity of interest there oh 100 percent. yeah whoever whoever suggests the first date like hey do you want to get together sometime whoever the first person is who suggests it i think they are the ones who should take the initiative to plan something. Like, if you're going to ask someone out, have an idea of what you want to do beforehand, or at least talk about it and say, okay, you know, what sounds like fun to you? You know, you know, just yeah. take the initiative to get something rolling. Don't expect the other person to do all the legwork. I agree totally. And I mean, with Bond, he did. I mean, he's definitely not a planner. So it was difficult, like he would, he would show the interest that he wanted to still be doing something. And, uh, you know, he did plan a couple, I mean, I guess he planned two of our four, like kind of real dates. Um, So we kind of took turns, but you could tell that he was less sure of figure, like figuring out an activity for us to do that. Like he, he was very safe in, in what he was doing. So it was like, um, and so some people just aren't the kind of people who know how to plan. And I think because I am, it was easy for me to assume that role. But, like, I definitely want somebody who's also going to plan stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think taking turns is good. I think being, you know, being the person who brings it up should be the first person to figure it out. We had kind of brought it up together. Like, we had texted at the same time. Like, hey, should we, you know try to do a virtual date and so then he did kind of and I was happy to let him take the lead um on that first date so have you done any virtual dates Tim I uh-huh. I, I am the only person you had a virtual date too didn't you Amanda well yeah I mean I don't I did okay. Bonnie and I had one virtual date and then we had um re- uh, in a real in-person date okay dates. I'm the only person here who hasn't had a virtual date so I'm kind of, I'm still sort of like, what do you do? (laughs) Which is really hard to say at, 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 you know, 40 something years old that you have no idea how to have a virtual date. But, you know, that was something I really liked about Bond is that he was just like, we both, we were like, okay, well, we've never done a virtual date. Like what, what should we do? And so we were in it together, even though then he took the lead on planning it, but we both knew our expectations where they were and, and we were like, well, we're just going to see how this goes. Cause virtual dating is weird. So Tim, what has your experience been with it? 
so I, I really haven't done any virtual dating. I was in a good relationship prior to COVID hitting, so I've, I've been able to avoid it. A lot of people have done uh, like board games via Skype or virtual tours of museums, or even just like like we do with friends, like a cocktail hour. But you know, you you made it. You made an interesting dish. Maybe you dress fancy, even though we're all complete schlebs during this whole work work from home thing. Um, but it, it it takes more creativity. Uh, but when you, when you take it back to like the profiles and stuff, a good profile will give you some ideas for interests the person might have and let you suggest something, hopefully. And then, like you said, Amanda, if it's a team effort and discussion, that's a good way to to develop rapport with somebody. It's, hey, we both like this. How about we try this or we try that? And show, sh- showing both some effort and some mutual interest. Yeah. And we were talking about gender politics for a minute there. Uh have you guys resolved the question of who picks up the bill or who doesn't? Oh, this is a good topic. This is another one of our, this is, this should be a, a standard question for all people we interview and how they feel about the bill. Yeah. So before we, we've discussed on the podcast, we'll fill you in, but first tell us what you, what your thoughts are. So my policy was always to at least reach for the bill first. Okay. Um, if a, if a woman said, hey, I want to go Dutch, or hey, I want to buy a new buy next time, I was absolutely fine with that. And and I tended to get along with the people that said, hey, I want to pay half. Or, um, and uh, if, if, the, if, like, you're planning on covering it, and um, halfway through the meal, or you know the rapport is not there, and then they're like, I want to pay my half, you can kind of tell there's not going to be a second date. And that's, see? See? And that's fine. I told you. you. It, it, it shouldn't. The money involved in a date should not be any basis for negotiation with the other person. It should just be what's the courteous thing to do, right? Now, in the Midwest, there's a lot more traditional gender roles. That's why I tend to reach for the bill first, because it's kind of expected. And then if the lady wants to fight me about it, that's fine. I will surrender gracefully, and we'll split it or do whatever, you know? So I... So Amy is giggling a little bit, because I feel very strongly about about the bill and so does but and i i can see that yes if you had decided beforehand so like if tim you and i went out and you said i'm gonna pick up the check and then halfway through i was like no no i'm gonna get my half then yes i'm sending a signal but i don't think that when a woman offers to pay her half or pay or pick it up or whatever i don't think that's a signal of how the date is going or not i I, I will always offer to pay my half or to go Dutch, just like split it. Um, I often don't make those dis- like it's not about making. I often don't discuss those things prior to ordering. Sure. It's usually just when the bill, bill comes. And I'm a person whom I am always going to offer to pay to go Dutch. Or if I could see if the date's going really well, if the guy was like, no, no, I'm going to pay. Um, then I might concede and say, okay, well, you pick up this one and I'll get the next time. And then that's a signal. <laughs> that's me saying, yes, I want it next time. But I don't think who pays the bill, you. you know, I, and, and it seems like there are, well, this is controversial because there, there's a, a guy who did say that he believes if a woman pays for, for part of the check, then that's her saying, I'm not interested at all. And um, I just wonder how many guys have thought I was not interested because I am like a 21st century woman who, you know. 
Right. So so you come in with a your actions, and this is like it's a, it's a it's a bipolar thing. Either you do it or you don't. Right. Right. And there's so many different ways to interpret that simple action of yes, I want to split it in half. I think if the woman offers to buy, it's usually a positive sign more than anything else, but not always, you know. Um, and usually the, the the courteous thing to do is say, well, I'll get ice cream after, or I'll get X next time, or whatever. And you know, you kind of hope there's a next time. Hopefully, the date went well. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's awkward for everybody um, when the check comes. I, you know. And I think that's too why I offer. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to fight someone for the check. I'll offer to to go Dutch, and then if they they keep coming back, and I've talked about this before, because I don't go for that sort of thing. It's like, dude, if you want to say three times you're getting the check, I'm not going to keep fighting you. You can get the check. I don't care that bad, that much, right? I'm not. I, I I don't like those. I hate to use the word games because that's like so annoying. Because it's not really a game. It's just a. I understand it's a it's a back and forth that we've been trained to do, but I just social have no patience mandate? for it. What'd you say? Social mandates? Yeah. Is that and, the right terminology? Social something. Yeah, and it's like if I offer to pay for something, I'm never doing it out of like, oh, I should offer to pay. I'm actually offering to pay. And so if somebody else is is says two or three times, no, no, let me get it. I'm going to be like, okay, well then I'm going to believe you genuinely want to pay and I'm going to let you, you know? There there are lots of these little social graces that the import seems uh, more during an online date because there's such a, there's a little bit of pressure on any kind of a first date, right? Because you want to make a good impression. Um, And especially if you're not experienced in dating, you're almost more worried about making a good impression than you are making sure that you like them as much, right? Mm -hmm. Um, some of the like the the first few rules I figured out as I was entering the online dating in general in the online dating world at you know age 37 or so, um, you have to like them at least as much as they like you for to even bother putting in the effort, and you're going to meet lots of interesting people, some of whom are pretty awesome, but that doesn't mean they're a match for you, because there are lots and lots of great people out there that you'll meet that you just have to realize they're great, but they're not for you. They, I mean, friends sure, but. Long-term it's relationship funny you say not that because that is exactly how I feel about us, Tim. Well, yeah, we, yeah. We got along so great, but we were not meant to be. <laughs> no, and we can share memes and have good jokes and get along and share a lot of the same political views, but ultimately yeah. we just had different energy and different different things going in different directions. You know, the funny thing about us was when I first met you, because you were recently. When when I first met you, you weren't even divorced yet, right? You had just right. you had just formally separated. Right. So, I separated in house for quite some time, and then yeah, I started li- moved out eventually once we got the finances separated enough for that, and started living on my own. Okay. And I, I remember um, this is sort of coming back to me now. I remember telling girlfriends or coworkers or whatever at the time. I'm like. I might just use him, you know, I'm not sure where this is going, so I might, might just use him, you know, just, just, you know, we might, maybe this will just be a hookup and, you know, kind of a fun, casual thing, and then we started dating, and we both sort of flipped on what we wanted, because <laughs> I, I started off wanting one thing, and then at the end, it was like, no, I want this to be a real relationship, and then, yeah. Yeah. Then you sort of realized you weren't ready to go back into one, so. 
Yep, timing is uh, a big part of the whole. <laughs> is it a fit? Because they might be. Not, they're not the right person for you right then. Sometimes, right? right. Uh, ten years ago or ten years ahead of time, it would have been a great time to meet them in that point. But you're just yeah, not exactly. You know, yeah, I think that's a really good way to look at it. It's like I think a lot of times people want to make enemies out of their exes or even just people where the date didn't go very well. And it's like, why? I mean, you know, a lot oh, of times. Wrong. I had to stop talking to Tim for a while because I was very, very unhappy with him for a while. But I forgave him because he took dancing lessons with me and he we, we learned to salsa. So I forgave him. Oh, nice. <laughs> So there, there is that, right? There's the, there's the phase of the uh, relationship. A really successful breakup, right? You both had a good time. You both got something out of it. You realized before it went really sour. Hey, we should stop. Right. Relationship. There's probably a period of time where you're better off going no contact with that person, whether that yeah. be for a few yeah. weeks or a few months, because you're going to have that pain. You see them with someone else. You see an emotional investment, and you sad this sad come on or the anger comes on. Just having a little bit of space will help you process and get over it, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think if you've caught feelings, but yet it didn't go where you wanted it to go, even if you realize it was the best thing. If you've caught feelings, you definitely have to take a step back because you've got to disengage from thinking of that person romantically. And then once you can do that, then you can come back together, hopefully as friends, if it was a, if it was a positive relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, Erica. Hey guys. (laughs) (laughs) So if you had a, Kind of give a, our audience of both men and female, men and women, um, like some general advice during this time and or just online dating in general or, or whatever. Um, what would you say, Tim? Like, what would be a, like a nice general like piece of advice for those who are like getting back into it or they're in the middle of it, but they're not finding happiness? No pressure. No pressure. Okay. <laughs> I've got a few things that I haven't said already. Um, First one, don't feel like it's a job. If you have been on the online dating treadmill or whatever, and it feels like work, you're not interested in anybody, you're just swiping left listlessly, or you're trying to carry five conversations on your back and no one's really putting money into it, step back, take some time for yourself, get used to being single for a little bit, you know, buy yourself the pint of Ben and Jerry's, go for a run, do what you need to do, process, and then go back to it later. Because if you're going in with all that negative energy, you're not going to get anything positive out of it. Mm-hmm. And you see lots of people who have, uh, who feel like it's a treadmill or feel like it's a, a, a Sisyphean kind of uh, experience. And so you're not going to have fun if you treat it like a chore or a job. So that's one piece. Another piece is a lot of people on online dating are trying to appeal to the biggest possible audience. They're casting a wide net, which makes sense for some kinds of relationships, but not others. If you're looking for hookups, sure, be generic, be vanilla, do whatever you want to do. Um, but if you're looking for something that's going to last or be more meaningful, don't cast a wide net. Cast a net for the people you're looking for. Take a stand on something. 
show your opinion. If you're if you're into BLM, do you know advertise BLM. If you're into fencing or you're into martial arts or you're into track, whatever it is, maybe you're, you've got an active lifestyle and someone's going to have to be doing a lot to keep up with you. Send that signal ahead of time. Let people self-select out if they're already not a fit for you. So that way you can just concentrate on the ones that fit into your funnel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned, Excellent. I mentioned the, uh, the picture advice earlier. One good picture of you is the primary picture, at least one picture of you doing a hobby. Um, never, never Instagram filters on the first picture. Oh my God. Uh, never, <laughs> no one has puppy dog ears or rabbit ears or whatever when you meet them in person. Uh, and, so I, I, that's actually Snapchat filters. My oh, apologies. I don't think no, so, no ridiculous filters, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, cause I've been wondering, cause like you've been saying, cause like most Instagram filters don't do that much, so I was confused. So I'm glad you said the puppy dog ears, because yeah, all of those weird things are like where they make your eyes bigger and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't feel like, like guys do Instagram that. My apologies. I, I assume we don't as much. We change the lighting. <laughs> I've seen a few. It's really disconcerting. Um, and, and then the, the, the things I said earlier, just because a person is cool doesn't mean they're cool for you necessarily. And learning that sooner rather than later will make your life easier. Uh that's all I've got off the top of my head, ladies. I'm a, I'm a little tired this evening. <laughs> uh, that was a lot. That yeah, was very... It was fantastic. No, was seriously, you you opened our eyes to a lot of stuff. Yeah. And we really, really appreciate it. And I don't want to speak for these other two ladies, but if you ever, like, the rare time that you've got nothing going on and you feel like chit-chatting or you want to discuss other topics similar to this, I would like to say... Please come back, please. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we, um, every guy that we've had come on here so far has gotten way more fan mail. Like <laughs> they get fan mail, but we haven't gotten any. So be prepared that you'll probably get some fan mail, which means that you might have to come back and address your fan mail. So <laughs> just putting that out there. Uh, well, I'd certainly be glad to, to, to come on and have a few laughs with you ladies again. No problem at all. <laughs> on our next right. podcast, we're going to discuss the five love languages, which you are more than welcome to contribute to if you've ever taken it. Oh, that was lovely. <laughs> You're, he's like, I already got, he's like, I already got choked oh, today, but choked. I won't do it again. Fine, thanks. <laughs> I have language. some thoughts that could be expressed uh, a little more easily than the five languages, but sure, sounds like fun. <laughs> like a root canal, right? <laughs> All right, well, I think that does us for this episode, so I'm going to um, sign us off. But again, Tim, thank you so much for coming on. And to our listeners, remember, you can always email us at letswipepod at gmail.com. That's letswipepod without the apostrophe at gmail.com. We would love uh, fan mail for Tim, questions. If you want to be on the podcast, let us know. Tell us why you should be on. We'd love to have you. Um, And we'll see you all guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.